When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before I start this week's episode of Behind the Glass, let me tell you quickly about a new sponsor that has come on board, Active Digital. We are always so grateful when people want to support this podcast. And Active Digital's co-founder, Richard, is an insanely interesting car guy. When you find out some of the cars he previously owned and some of the cars he currently owns, I think your minds will be blown. So Richard's actually going to be joining us for a special episode in the weeks ahead. But Active Digital, actually a business mobile provider, an award-winning business mobile provider, a brother and sister organization, they've been providing mobile and digital solutions for over two decades, giving clients a wealth of knowledge and expertise. As an Apple reseller, Active Digital provides mobile devices, iOS apps, and cloud services to UK organizations, including the GB Olympic teams. Uh, they work closely with UK mobile networks, and in 2020, they were awarded the Telefonica to Director's Choice Partner of the Year. Now, excitingly, they've decided to give away a set of AirPods Pro to one lucky behind-the-glass listener. So all you have to do is head over to the Active Digital YouTube channel and leave a comment on their latest video saying, Seen Through Glass sent me. Then a winner will be picked at random and announced in a later episode of Behind the Glass. So yes, huge thank you to Active Digital for their support. I cannot wait to get Richard on so he can talk to you about some of the incredible cars in his garage. Please do go over, check out the YouTube channel. If you have any business mobile needs, they should be able to sort you out. But don't forget to enter that giveaway for a set of AirPods Pros. Anyway, for now, on with the episode. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass as well as the automotive and social media worlds. I'm your host Sam from that YouTube channel Seen Through Glass and alongside me as almost always it is of course Mr. Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Hello. How you doing sir? All right. Had a good week as well. I said it's Monday, Monday evening. <laughs> Have you recorded this? We've got to do a pre-record mate. I've got it all set up so You've when we set up, when we start season four... In the, <laughs> in 2022 in the new studio we're gonna do a whole new intro okay pre-recorded sharper sweeter crisper and then straight into the chat i wonder how many takes we'll do with that <laughs> no, that no it's gonna be painful <laughs> set a, a day aside if you guys want uh, an insight into these recording sessions it usually starts with me attempting this intro 15 times, maybe even going like six or seven minutes of chat into the podcast. And then usually I have a bit of a panic, think we're not doing very good. And I tell Tony, we've got to start again. We've got to start again. Or we sit for six or seven minutes just talking to get levels. Yeah, levels. Oh, the levels kill me though. It's this desk. I'm a big fan of all road products and maybe some audio, uh, audio files, audio nerds out there can help me on this. On the desk, if I've got things looking good on levels, they're then not level on the computer. So anyway, this is really boring. Isn't it? <laughs> it's boring me. I apologise. Uh, if you're watching here on the YouTube channel, hello. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Um, uh, if you're listening to us, thank you so much for listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And of course, a big shout out to our patrons. We love you. We adore you. You support this podcast. You make this podcast happen. And a, and a special shout out to a few this day. This day? <laughs> this this day in 1955. Uh, anyway, today. Uh, Ibby Tufan. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right Ibby uh, Dave F Josh Woodford Josh I love you Josh I'm just going to I'm just going to say that uh, well oh, I just think he's, I think he's a legend I've met Josh a few times oh cool and he's been around for a while he supported the channel whether it's seen through glass drive the world now the podcast I just I just always see him he's always there good. he's like a good familiar face good familiar friend um, so yeah Josh 
Cheers, pal. Uh, Kev Arkless and Pete Williams. Uh, you guys in particular, we are loving this week, but we love all patrons. If you want to support this podcast, if you want to help us out, um, help decorate the studio, which is what's happening right now. I've got a load of builders in there, which we can we could watch them on my Ring device if we wanted to. You've got a Ring yeah, device? Yeah, that's not an ad, but... <laughs> so I can live stream into the studio right really? now. We can see what they're doing. Stop drinking tea. Get they on with it. They will definitely be doing that. They will be drinking tea, won't they? Um, anyway, we, I think we powered through that, that admin section. I'm quite quite pleased with that. Um, we are still in my flat because, yes, we have not quite moved into the new studio yet, but it is any minute now. I'm hoping that the builders will be finished this week. I mean, I say builders. It's literally two guys and, and some paintbrushes. I'm, I'm not going all JWW and I'm sort of going to go, <laughs> the reveal! <laughs> and spent £400,000 on a, on a room. This is very much like... I just don't know how to paint. So you haven't got a TDF going in there? I haven't got a TDF <laughs> going in there. I do have some other cool cars going in there. Really? <laughs> not your 360? No. Because no. <laughs> at the current point, I'm not certain the building is going to stand, stay standing for that long. Well, so I'd leave it in there then. <laughs> no. <laughs> Put your GT3 RS in there. Oh, wait, you don't have one anymore. I've sold it. <laughs> uh, oh, I hate you so much. Anyway, you're, when we go in there, when we finally move across the studio, you better be nice. I will be nice. I don't want you being in every single episode. Oh, there's a rat down there. Well, will there be? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Give Twiggy something to do. Yeah. Or I'll be pointing at Twiggy. <laughs> no, don't be horrible. Twiggy's not here today. She's uh, on a small holiday. She's taken, taken a week off. It's a vacation from you. <laughs> She's a vacation from me, obsessing and molesting over her. Should we talk about some cars? Shall we? Yeah, five minutes of non-car related chat. I think people have probably switched off. If you are still listening, hello. Um, <laughs> we're going to get into it because I've just arrived at my flat for this podcast recording in quite an exciting car. You have arrived in a very exciting car. A yes. car that I considered buying. I, th- I don't think you considered, I think you tried to buy. Uh, I think I probably did. Yeah, yeah. there yeah, was yeah, a period yeah. of time, maybe a, what, a year or 18 months ago, when this was your sole obsession. You were like, I will have one of those cars. You're right, you're right. And I didn't get an allocation, I was fuming. And then I was kind of glad I didn't get an allocation. And then I went back to it and I spoke to you at length on WhatsApp, and you said, oh, mate, don't get one of them. I mean, I don't really know what you're doing. Get a touring or get something else or... Bore off. And now... Now you want a 620R. (laughs) (laughs) And now you've talked yourself back into it because you've driven it. Well, should we say what it is? Because people at this well, point... you can, be, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't want to disclose it because I didn't know if I could. No, you can. Uh, I have just picked up today a 911 Speedster for the week. A brand... Well, not brand new. It's actually got 2,000 miles on the clock. But the new 991 variant of the 911 Speedster. Which I have to say, huge thanks to Porsche UK. Because this isn't really a press car. It's a car which they do keep at the Porsche Experience at Silverstone. I think you can use it there. But anyway, it's based there um, and they don't really give it out that often. But but I begged and I pleaded. <laughs> they love you, mate. Well, I don't know if they do, but 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 I, I do love Porsche and I, I make that quite... I think they, they knew it was safe hands. I wasn't going to get in it and go, oh, this is a load of crap. <laughs> I was always going to enjoy it. So they probably thought, oh, just give us that idiot. He'll well, what Porsche it. have you ever been in that is a load of crap? I mean, they don't make crap. We're going to come back to that later. <laughs> but yeah, so super cool. Now, uh, full disclosure, I was supposed to be taking the car up to Scotland uh, on a big old trip and adventure. Uh, but with the way of the world, the way of the UK, the way of COVID, uh, I decided it probably wasn't the best idea. So instead, I'm going to be doing some sort of uh, content in and around this area in a bit more of a safe and contained way. Um, but I do plan on spending every single waking minute of the day in that thing. As you should. I mean, I literally drove it back from Silverstone and, well, I shouldn't say anymore. That's coming soon to a video on <laughs> Seen Through Glass. Um, but very cool. And this week, if that wasn't already exciting enough, another exciting thing for me this week, Tony, I'm picking up a new car. What? Well, I, I'm, I never know how you say this. I'm picking up a car. I'm, I'm collecting cars. It's not new. Okay. It's new to you. Thank you. Because it's very, I think people say that anyway. It's a YouTube thing. My new car, a 1938. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, I know exactly what you yeah. mean. <laughs> I thought you were going to say my 360 then. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 a, new, a car is joining the STG garage this week. <gasps> new, new to you. New to me. Very exciting. I mean, does your main channel know this yet? No. This is, this is an exclusive reveal for the podcasters because you guys are just OGs. We love you. So the, 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 the patrons are going to get this first because they get this week yeah. before. Patrons have got this first. So, so, oh yeah, actually, that's a good point. Patrons... 
Maybe it's coming out in two weeks. Jeez, so balls just right. <laughs> I've confused myself with the release schedule. Uh, those of you who are on patrons and listening, going, what are they talking about? Patrons get behind the glass episodes early. They get them before you guys do. So sign up. So sign up. Yeah. So you can also find out about secret reveals like this. Um, but essentially, tomorrow I'm going to go and collect this car, and then I aim to be revealing it at the weekend. Are you bringing it to me? You're gonna you're gonna check it out. You're gonna look over it and tell me how much I've overspent. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to say anything more. I don't want to reveal anything. Okay, fine. Um, but very exciting because it's been a while yeah, since yeah. I've had a new car join the garage. New used car. New, yeah, thank you. Yes, new used car. And it's... Uh, oh, no, I don't want to say anything else. No, that's don't it. say anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, what have you been up to? Well, I've been at work. I mean, well, I know. Has it been good? Has it been busy? Uh, uh, it was busy today, yeah. Uh, it's Monday today, by the way. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, no, you uh, can. Yeah, I can, yeah. Um, I've been busy today. Um, last week was a little bit quiet. But, okay. You know, everyone in the motor trade is moaning because it's quietened down a bit, but this is always the the worst quarter of the year, October, oh, November, December. That's literally what I was going to ask. Okay, so explain that more in a second, but also is there a shift in buying patterns? Not only is it quieter, do you suddenly see everyone stepping away from, you don't really sell MX-5s, but you know, like S3s and whatever, into Range Rovers? Or how does it work? Yeah, so in the in the in the well, we've said this before, but in the olden days, you'd have a sports car in the summer and then something SUV in the winter. SUVs sell all year round now. Okay, it it does it does become more popular this time of year. Obviously, people getting into SUVs. Uh, the sports car market doesn't die, but it it pay, it, it tails right off. Sure. Okay. Um, Stuff so, sticks around longer, basically. The demand sure. isn't there. Yeah, is the, the stock there? Like, are people bringing in cars for sale? Yeah. So people people generally um, will be trying to swap their sports car for an SUV, um, and then in in the spring again, people come out of their SUVs, go back into sports car. That's that's traditionally the way. Sure. But but like I said, SUVs sell all year round. So now. that's kind of bucked the trend, basically. Yeah. yeah. But but the the motor trade in general. It's always peaks and troughs. I mean, we've had an unusual four months because we had a terrible start to the year, obviously. Um, but um, this quarter, this last quarter of the year, is always more tough okay. in the motor trade. Slow, steady. Slows down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like the end of the world. We're still on like, both ends. Uh, it's, uh, right across the board, mate. Okay. Like it does. It just slows down. Because I know, sort of. Once lockdown had lifted in the in the UK and in England, at least, you know, sort of back in June, there was a lot of talk, I feel like across dealerships, of a stock issue, you know, like like a supply issue. Basically, people couldn't get hold of stock. And you always saw, even yourself, you know, sort of basically crying out for more stock, which I know you're still doing. So yeah, anyone, of course. if you want to sell your car, give Thank Tony you. a call. Um, but so firstly, has that kind of evened out or relaxed a bit? And then secondly, is that what's going on now? It's just people not really... The stock is kind of dwindling a bit during the winter, and then also people aren't really shopping around. People think, "Oh, I'll wait till February and pick up something." Is that kind of what happens? So, st- stock is still hard to come by, okay. um, uh, because of COVID. Because there's no new cars essentially, or what new cars there are, people don't necessarily want. So, there's a big waiting list for new cars. That will continue into next year because, as this pandemic takes hold again the manufacturers are going to be even shorter on staff. And so, you know, the 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 conveyor belt slows down again. So that, that will be for a while yet. So used cars prices will be okay. What, what will change used car prices is not that. It will be the recession, people losing their jobs. So what will happen there is, is that the used car market will get flooded with cars again because people have to sell their cars or change them so they're changing for cheaper stuff and they sell their more expensive stuff so um but that doesn't really affect dealers um i i expect that to carry on in to quarter two next year in terms of and then i think we're going to have a bit of a lull as mm, in mm, you know everything will uh, not hit bottom but i think there's going to be some yeah some adjustments and can I just say, I mean, not to uh, blow smoke up your bum, uh, but, but but to definitely pat you on the back. I think, you know, back at the start of the year when all this started to kick off and, and a few people lost their heads and there was a sort of lot of 
talk about, oh, well, the car market's going to fall out of its arse and et cetera, et cetera. You remain calm and you, your sort of prediction at the time was, you look, you know, everything's going to go on hold. We're not going to suddenly be in a situation where come the summer or whatever, you're going to be picking up Aventadors for 100 grand. Your prediction was everything would kind of hold, that there would be a sort of a lack of supply, um, but maybe an increase in demand, et cetera, et cetera. And you have sort of, you know, been proven correct in that sense where I suppose over the summer, we haven't seen insane drops of value. You know, it's continued that sort of downward trend that supercars have over the last couple of years, where not big overinflation or big overs for cars. Um, things have just slowly been trickling down. But you're thinking that, and I'm feeling as well, that maybe over the next six months or so is when we are going to start to see things maybe just soften off even a bit more. Yeah, so what what I said six months ago, because it's always market dependable as well, as in depending on where you are in the market. So the market's a big place, isn't it? So, you, you know, you've got million pound cars, 400, 500 thousand pound cars, and like I said, the supercar market has been losing money for quite a long period of time now. And that has continued to do so. Apart from the last few months where it's, it has been, stay, it's stabled. Um, but that's because of demand, obviously. I I did say that I thought that prices would hold, and they did. I, I didn't expect them to go up like they did. But What, what would you say has gone up? Like... like Everything, mate. Really? Like, yeah. Like, I'm I'm still paying more money for cars now than when I was in January and February. Really? Yeah. Because the because the demand demand is there. People are feeling rich, and there's not not just that. I mean, it has slowed off a bit. It's definitely yeah. slowed off a bit the last month or so. But there's there's no it, used car stock always comes from new cars. Mm-hmm. It it can't come from anywhere else, and there's no new cars. So, and and people, because people are tightening their belts, you'd go and buy a brand new Range Rover and you'd think, oh, do you know what? I'll sacrifice that I'm going to lose 30 grand in a year on that car. People go, I'll have a two-year-old one. I won't yeah. lose a 30 yeah, grand. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. I'll lose 10. Yeah. So that makes sense. And just to sort of clarify, I said that people are feeling rich. I think, you know, especially coming out of the severest lockdown, people felt cash rich in the sense that they hadn't spent big money on holidays and hadn't been shopping, hadn't been out for dinners. So people felt like they had some flexible, you know, cash in the bank to go and spend, which again, maybe has sort of, you know, tailed off a bit. But I think you're right. People have become wiser to how they're spending their money too and being less frivolous. Yeah, there's been three big drives for the for the motor trade for it being better than what it was. Uh, people not going on holiday, mm-hmm. obviously. People just not spending money in general and thinking, you know what, I'll upgrade to a new car. Um, and whether we like this or not, the bounce back loans mm. that all these businesses, I mean, that's been huge, especially in the higher end market, not the lower end market. That's been, oh, we're not, we're not going on holiday this year. £5,000 we've saved. We're going to upgrade our car. So they're part exchange roll one and they're just going to upgrade. Sure. But the supercar market and the sports car market. Well, that's suddenly your deposit, isn't it? A lot of those bounce back loans, if you're getting 50 grand for the government and you can be clever with your accountancy or whatever needs to be done, I don't really know. Um, you can go and just chuck 50 grand at a Hurricane Evo. For sure. But then, <laughs> then boring you all slightly again, the banks have readjusted their balloon payments. They've done that about form because they've obviously reacted to the market um and that's good in a way because long term it's obviously protecting the consumers so over the last few years the balloon payments have been inflated on everything so which is why you have negative equity after a couple of years because you're not paying enough off the depreciation you're not putting a big deposit in and your balloon payment is not realistic so um what what they've done now is that they've adjusted that balloon payment by about 15% roughly. So your then monthly payment goes up, sure. But then when you want to come out in a couple of years, you're, you're going to be the right way because you're paying enough off the car every month to cover the depreciation and you, there's a little bit left for you. So the fact the banks have done that is a good thing. So cars have gone up, even normal cars like M2s and stuff that we sell loads off, the, the, the monthly payments are... 80 to 120 pound a month more okay 
but the balloon payments are a lot more realistic. Sure, sure, sure. So it depends how you're coming into it. If you're literally looking at it going, I want to spend the least money per month, you're suddenly going to go, oh, that's a bit expensive now. How come? But actually... It's it's good in the grand, you know you're being you're protecting yourself in the you're, grand scheme. You're of not things. paying any more money essentially. Yeah. You're just paying the depreciation off. So if you're if you're paying another twenty, say for instance twenty quid less a month than what you should be paying, but then you've got to pay two grand to get out at the end, you're still paying the same amount of money, mm-hmm. aren't you? Of so, course. But but it's always better to pay that two grand over the course of two or three years because yeah. you don't notice it. Makes life easier. Yeah, but the way that these manufacturers and all these all these dealers have been getting people into cars, monthly payment, monthly payment. Yeah. Oh, monthly so payment. cheap per month. It, no way I can so do X, cheap. Y and Z. It's why I always say to people, I've always said it, and it's not because I'm a used car dealer, because I, I like to, you know, my business is run on being honest to people and transparent. And it's how I've always been. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I'm, I want to protect the, the, the used car segment of the business. But ultimately, um, you you're safer in a used car because it doesn't depreciate as much. Of and, course. And, and you know, these these manufacturers, they they get you into cars at a low monthly payment, but you, you, you've got to They don't to talk about the other end. They don't, don't talk about the exit point. And, and this is actually a perfect time for me to to plug an, an old episode we did uh, with Magnitude Finance, with Tim from, from Magnitude, uh, who, of course, support a lot of what I do and, and have helped me get in cars over the years, where he really explained a lot of this in detail and very succinctly. Uh, and the sort of, you know, the... the the benefits, the the negatives, the things to watch out for. So so go and check that out. Um, I think it's just uh, car financing explained. Uh, and also, t- if you sort of want to see proof from what Tony's saying or investigate what Tony's saying, Magnitude also have a brilliant finance calculator on their website. You can literally go and play. It's quite a dangerous game to play. A bit like <laughs> a bit like cruising auto trader. You can sit there and put in different numbers, different deposits, different cars, and see what the monthlies come out at. And of course, it's always worth going and, and speaking to them, giving them a call, dropping them an email for a more bespoke quote. But but if you just want to have a little, you know, see and look at things and peruse Tony's website and go, oh, that GTR looks like great value for money at under 100 grand. I wonder how much it will be per month. You can combine the two in one internet session. Yeah, we, we will always get, we will always, as, as a dealer, we always try and think of the long game because we want people to come back. Of course, so helps we, you, right? For sure. So we never try and, we've never done it and we always try and put people into finance packages that, we know that in two years, if they want to change their car and they come back, they're going to be the right way. Mm-hmm. We might be 10 quid dearer a month or whatever, but there's to be a reason for that. Yeah. Over the term, you're paying the same amount of money. That's exactly it. That was, I, I was given that advice by Tim from Magnitude very early on, actually with the F-Type, when I was at the time spending way more than I could afford. So I was chasing the lowest monthly part as well. Kept harassing him, mate, mate, can you bring the monthly down? And he just called me in and explained exactly this and said, look, all you're doing is just delaying your pen. You know, you're going to be in a lot of trouble and you're going to say to me, oh, Oh Tim, I want to buy a new car, and I'm going to say you're going to have to pay ten grand to get out of the F-type, and you're going yeah. to you're going to cry. So, um, yeah, sensible advice. Um, some good consumer advice there. I think actually that was quite yeah, intelligent of us, wasn't it? I'm mean, more impressed by you than me, but no, uh, still, I, mean, I think it was good. You know, well, you know your stuff as well, mate. I mean, you've been you've been around long enough now. You kind of I uh, pretend to. Yeah, I have a crib sheet on my laptop. Flat, actually, yeah, I'm just reading <laughs> notes. <laughs> Um, Well, anyway, moving on to some more uh, news, I suppose, even though that was uh, sort of relevant for today's uh, agenda or topics. Um, We got big news today because there was a new fastest car in the world. Oh, I just saw this on Twitter. The SSC Tuatara. Who makes it? SSC. (laughs) SSC, though. Who makes sofas? No. (laughs) Them people? SCS. No. No. SSC, I wish I knew more about SSC. I think it's, here we go, Shelby Supercars North America. Oh, okay. Didn't they? Okay, fine. So That they, makes more sense to you? Well, not really. No. But, the- <laughs> but, but anyway, they've, they've made this car, the Tuatara, which really, I think, set out with one particular goal, to get this fastest speed record. Um, now, we have to give it special mention because friend of the podcast, friend of ours, Ollie Webb, the insane man of Instagram, was the one behind the wheel for this high-speed run. Did he? You didn't know that? No. It was Ollie. Oh, congrats. Yeah, out in America and the speed. Do you know the speed? 331. Yeah, so it's a bit PR-y, this. Ah. To set an official record, you have to go both ways. 
as Koenigsegg and Bugatti, etc., have done. So yes, going one way, they hit 331 miles an hour, which is insane, which is ridiculous. Ollie, you are insane because, I mean, that's just terrifying to think about yeah, on a, yeah. essentially a closed public road. But on the way back, they only hit, only, lol, they hit 301, so that means it's an average 316. So that's the new record. Is he going uphill on the way back? No, but wind... Think about wind, think about traction. There's a lot of different factors when you're going at those speeds which really play into it. But it it smashes the 304.77 miles an hour set by the Chiron. Oh, I'll tell you what actually happened. He's gone down there at 3.31 and he's thought, I'm not going back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No chance. Oh, 300 is enough. (laughs) I mean, if you watch the footage and you have to go and check this out, another good friend of mine is involved with the project, Buddy. Some of you may remember, uh, Salamondrin fans may remember Buddy from that channel, uh, also involved in this project. Uh, And some of the content of the run is is unbelievable. And look, I'm going to come out and say, I think the car's kind of hideous. I don't really see the point of these top speed runs apart from to say I've got the fastest car in the world because there's nowhere in the world that you can hit that speed except that one road. Uh, Just uh, for Koenigsegg fanboys, because I know you're out there, it's the exact same road that Koenigsegg got it when it, was it like 284 that Koenigsegg did, I think? Same road. Um, But yeah, so it's mightily impressive. Unbelievable. Considering that they are essentially unknown, we're sitting here going, who are SSC? They've turned up and done it. That is insane so huge congrats and bravo to them I think we've got to get Ollie on the podcast yeah let's because I want to just he's what is it like to go 331 yeah, yeah. miles now like that must be ridiculous yeah I mean he's got a kid on the way he's mad <laughs> yeah that might be why he was doing for yeah. it he's realised what parenting is <laughs> Hope, hoping to hit a crow coming the other way um, but yeah uh, unbelievable it'd be great to hear the story and if you watch the reaction um, you know, of them watching the speed and, and celebrating. It's it's pretty, pretty amazing. I'm just looking at the Top Gear article here and Ollie, I know we could have gone faster. Oh no. That's a really quote good. from him. I know we could Second have gone faster. Drive, there was definitely more in there and with better conditions, I know we could have gone faster. As I approached 331, the Tuatara climbed almost 20 miles an hour within the last five seconds. The crosswinds are all that prevented us from realising the car's limits. I mean, <laughs> what that? Okay, so here we go. 13 years ago, SSC stunned automotive nobility when it set the production car speed record by heating 255, taking the title from Bugatti. So, so they've got history of doing this, yeah. of taking, especially Bugatti's um, uh records but but yeah sort of being the fastest car in the world i i have to say that i don't think i've ever seen an ssc car ever <laughs> but, I mean, but sell any? I mean, no i mean that's what i'm that's half of what i'm hinting or suggesting towards but but i also don't really care because it's just cool isn't it like just i just think it's cool set out to do a thing and they've done it bravo brilliant yeah, so um cool to see him we'll, we'll, we'll try and get ollie on he has been on this podcast before, actually. Um, I think during Drowned the World. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get him on and, and have a chat. Uh, another thing that has happened recently for us to reflect and review upon, uh, Goodwood Speed Week. Yes. So this was uh, in light of the fact that Festival of Speed and Revival could not take place this year because of hashtag COVID. Uh, Goodwood kind of combined the two into this thing called Speed Week, which was actually just a weekend, <laughs> um, at the motor circuit, not at the house. Uh, and it was really a combination of racing and some show runs with a paddock, but closed to the public and all live streamed on their YouTube channel. And ITV. And Elements, but it, it would like highlights on ITV, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Which, usually there are Festival Speed highlights somewhere, or, or there's something that goes out on like... Yeah, is it somewhere. ITV4 or yeah, something? Yeah, 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 maybe, yeah. Anyway, um, let's not get caught up on which channels. <laughs> footage was going Have you out driven on. Goodwood? Have you driven around Goodwood? Yes. Unbelievably fast. It is terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, unbelievably fast. And I also feel like I often forget the corners because they all kind of blend into one. They do, yeah. There's only about six of them, but I, I, especially that first section, I always forget all of them. There's that sharp left. Oh, no. It's so fast, turn one. It's not funny, mate. No, no, no. They just barrel round. (laughs) They are hilarious. Have you seen some of the times around this? Yeah, yeah. The time, not only the time's insane, but like if you think of the cars that they are barreling around in, I mean, the circuit was kind of built to celebrate cars of that era yeah. and for that cars of that era um, and, and to see them still hurtling down like flat out in 20 million pound whatever's E-types and with no brakes I mean, no, they, don't, I mean they don't work mad did you watch much of it did you catch much of it so I caught bits of it um, I saw the the most you know the, the top speed run you know the yeah. 
the one lap. Of course, shootout. Uh, fastest the shoot, lap shootout. The, shoot, the fastest lap shootout. Um, there was a couple of lads that are following motor racing that have actually done it. Um, Harry King, who does the Porsche Carrera Cup. Nice. He is unbelievable. Like, you know, everyone that says he's going to be a factory driver and he, and he drove the, the cup car around. Nice. Like drove the like wheel off it. Yeah. Like, honestly, mate, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I think he's only been ran there four or five times before, and he's absolutely mentalist. He's special. Like, okay, he's nice, unbelievable. And there was a few other as well. And did you see the F one car as well? Of course, yeah. F one like, cars were mega. Unbelievable. Did the Esteban Ocon drifting, freaking out of the last corner, <laughs> mate. Honestly, yeah, can you imagine? Cool. Make uh, we were saying, can you imagine a uh, uh, a modern F one car going around there? No, but it did. I mean, they did. They did the show runs. They had the Mercedes 2000 and... Oh, you mean like literally this year, like all the flat, downfalls? Flat. Because they, they're they not allowed, are they? Because yeah. it's not an FIA... Yeah, yeah. Grade, grade whatever. I can't remember what grade they give them for the tracks. Because if you go off at Goodwood fast, you're... you're, you're, you're oh, you're dead. You're, you're, it's air ambulance. I mean, you're in big trouble. But it's like... Um, what track did they show me recently? Obviously, we're going to Algarve this weekend for F1. Um, and then we've got Imola still to come. We've got uh, Turkey. And obviously, Chang told... Charles Leclerc, bit of a plug there for a previous episode. Your mate, uh, he was he, he was saying that you know so these corners now, which have been great great corners, are now just nothingness. Okay, um, and Mugello is impressive because the high speed stuff was so high speed that they were putting like seven G in some situations. It's mad. It's mad. So it's a completely different thing. You're not looking at it going like, how do I get myself around that corner? It's like, can I hold on? Whilst this car just glues itself and it's unbelievable the speed, and, and that's that's why I watch F1 because it can be boring sometimes. Yeah. Well, most of the time it's boring, but uh, you cannot comprehend how fast they are, mate. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought Speed Week. I'll be honest, I struggled a bit. I mean, they still did the Michelin Supercar paddock, which I was like. Why? Strange. There's no one there. No one there. Um, and they did do some demonstration runs. McLaren unveiled. <laughs> Not a new car, but, you know, a special edition. Uh, golf livery on the Elva, uh, which they made a big deal about. I got an in- email in my inbox. Good. Special golf. I was like, wow. Um, delete. Delete. <laughs> the Yaris GR4 thing yeah, got yeah. its debut. Free, free cylinder. Unbelievable. What yeah. a dream. Still don't know anything about it. I've watched one 27-minute video of a Japanese man who's taking delivery of it in Japan. Really? It's brilliant. He has a fixed camera looking forward and he goes, oh, I'm so uh, in comparison to uh, the <laughs> Civic. Uh, and that's how it goes on for 27 minutes. It's kind of brilliant. I love it. So I still want to know more about that car. Um, what else was there? What else was there? Something. Uh, oh, the Lotus Avaya. A dynamic debut. The 2,000 horsepower EV that you don't care about. Oh, the electric car. Yeah. Dynamic. It looked nuts. looked insane. No, I think I saw that car. Yeah, in the yeah, JPS yeah. black and gold yeah, livery. Yeah, I think oh, I saw it, yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there were elements, but but I enjoyed watching a few clips on YouTube. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I, I didn't watch the live stream or something like that. And it didn't Did make me think. Did you watch any of the races? No. Okay. Because when I go to Revive or like, again, I like seeing like some of the action, but I'm not sitting there like watching every single race. You didn't see the mini roll? No. The mini roll. I mean, it went into turn one just a bit too fast. <laughs> Come out on his roof. Like, he's, he's on his to roof. do. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, I, I love Goodwill. I don't want it to go anywhere. And it was it was an impressive thing that they did to get it all together and all the cars and all the races. Um, I just it just made me sad. Made me want to actually be there. Really. Uh, well, I wonder if we'll have uh, fresh four speed next year. I mean. Still so many question marks, right? Everything, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't plan nothing. Keep our fingers crossed. Okay, well, let's get into the meet and greet of today's episode. Meet and greet? The The meat. The meat and grit. Okay, the meat and grit. (laughs) Um, You can tell it's towards the end of the day. My coffee, my 14th coffee is wearing off. Uh, um, uh, Which is to basically discuss three cars that we think, or I think and you think, are overrated. And this came to my mind actually after last week's episode because somebody kept tweeting me, asking me if I'd driven a specific car. And I was just like, oh, just, I'm not fussed about that car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought that's a controversial thing to say. So I'm going to name three cars that I think are overrated and okay. we will discuss each of them. And then you're going to name three cars that you think are overrated. Now, just to remind people, Everyone is allowed their own opinion. <laughs> Before you start going. In Before you start going. We are, we are going to disagree. I'm going to disagree with Tony. He's going to disagree with me. And we will both disagree with a lot of you. So 
feel free to rant and vent and tell us why we're wrong. I would love to hear your opinions, but no one is wrong. Can I just say that? Like no one here between you and I or on the viewers is wrong. Well, I'm going to wait and see what you say first. I mean, you might be wrong, but... <laughs> should we go one each rather than three? Yeah, three? I think we should. And uh, get in the comments of what your most underrated cars are. Overrated. Uh, oh, yeah, overrated. Underrated will be another episode. Yeah. We'll do that next time. Yeah, we'll do that next week. <laughs> we'll drag um, it right out. Because I did actually see that, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, people were saying, oh, why are you guys now so negative about cars? It's just the fact that we spend so much time around them. And, of course. And it's also, e- it's also easier to be rude about things than it is to... Because if something's great, it's great. Well, you don't watch EastEnders because of the happiness. You watch it for all the drama. (laughs) What a great analogy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you smashed that. Um, But we do still love cars. Don't get us wrong. But but it's just fun to talk about the things that we don't like. Yeah. Uh, But we will try and also be positive at times. (laughs) (laughs) We'll try our best. So I will kick things off. And and I actually think you're not going to disagree with me here. But I'll be interested to see what you say. My first most overrated sports car. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Is the Aston Martin DBS Superleggera? Uh, uh, I mean, it is a good car, by the way, but, but you are right. I feel like based off some of the initial imagery and then maybe some of the initial press drives, the world decided that that car was amazing. Oh, DBS Superleggera. Oh, my God. You, do you, have you ever seen a DBS? I don't know who I'm impersonating. Probably Paul Wallace. But um, fundamentally, I had a go in one in Monterey last year in California. And I was so disappointed, probably because of the hype. Because people were like, oh, DBS is so good. Oh, have you driven a DBS? It's not, it's amazing. No, well, I, I think it does look good. I actually think the standard DB11 looks better. No, I like the look of the DBS. Oh, but do you not think it's very spec dependent? So I've seen some dodgy specs that have just looked... Yeah, there's a, there's a blue that's really nice. I think the back is fussy. Yeah, no, I do like the look of it, but I, 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 I'm not keen on the car. I'd, I, if I had to choose, and I remember when they, when they released that car... Or when I first saw it, I was at the F1 Grand Prix at Silverstone. Okay, show off. And the man, <laughs> and the man uh, was trying to tell us um, <laughs> who was that? Daniel Ricciardo from Red Bull Racing. No, yeah. The the man at the the, I think the head of marketing yeah. at, at Aston. It's casual brand. And then he saw me walk in, and I thought he's well going. He's literally <laughs> colour just drained out of he's his face. T- he's, t- he's trying to tell all these people how special it is, and and it, and it's similar money to an eight twelve, and, and and similar <laughs> talk, right? That's the whole thing that they. Maker or more talks that like <laughs> <laughs> no, but 
there's, there is something in it that they make a big deal about. Yeah, it's like, you know. uh, 80 mile, 80 to 90 mile an hour. It's that's like it. One that's second it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, 80 to 120. It's quicker than an 812. So that's it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The fact is nasty. Not Ferrari, first of all. And he said to me that it's a very special car. It will hold its money. And at that point, I honestly just laughed and walked off. I'm ever so sorry. If Classic you this, ruining that poor man's day. I said, proof will be in the pudding. I bet you they lose a hundred grand in the first year. And lo and behold, they have. They have. And the, the problem was for me is, is it's a nice, yes, okay, fine. I, I, I will accept it looks good. And I see that it does look mean. I don't like the back for some reason. I think it's fiddly. And I do think it's spec dependent. And I think the DB11's got cleaner line. Anyway, um, <laughs> but to drive... Whilst it is a bit more sort of than a DB11, it wasn't inherently sort of any more special or aggressive. Like, and I did have a bit of a go. I had bloody Merrick Reitman, the bloody chief designer, like in with me, and he was telling me through all the how to get the most out of it. And I was just like, yeah. Nice. I don't think it sounds that good either. I don't think it sounds that good. No. I still don't like that gearbox. It's always a bit soft for some reason. Like, ZF. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't have the. And, and it is really going up against an 812 Superfast or even an F12. I don't think it has... No, no, no. It's not, you know, it's not, no. it feels more vanquish S than it does... Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just found it a letdown, but I feel like it's the car that a lot of people cry out for me to go and drive and film, but I'm now like, oh, I don't think I've got anything to say about it. Like, if I film it, I'm going to be like, yes. You know. I, I would say... They're good value now. I mean, they're 150, 160 grand. I mean, that is a lot of car for the money. When you think when they, they went up with an 812 mm. and an, eight, an 812 still 80 or 90 grand more. So is it 80 or 90 grand less of a car? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to say something so punchy. For, for that money, I would have a, a manual V12 Vantage S. Right. The old shape. It's just inherently more special. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's biting his tongue so much. <laughs> it's a separate conversation for another topic. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, it's not actually. I mean, because- uh, <laughs> He could go in because, on me. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't even said anything. But, but this is my point is that I think, I think I get, I get from an Instagram point of view why people think the DBS is, you know, lovely. But I, I do think that there's a lot of misplaced hype around the actual car and the way it, it drives and I just think if you want a special Aston V12 experience um, a manual firstly even just to go back to well I said Vanquish S but even to go to bloody James's DBS JWW's like that's already a more engaging experience yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay uh, right you're up now that you've you actually weren't that mean but now, now you're up so numero uno what is your first most overrated sports car People are going to absolutely finish me off. A Lamborghini. A Ventura. Oh, you have just ended this podcast. <laughs> SVJ as well. Oh my God. The unsubscriptions that we are going to have off the back of this. Mate, it is an absolute pile of poo. Oh. Honestly. No, okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on. So I think we've been quite vocal in the past about- I can back about, this up. I know you can. You've been plotting it for months. Um, we've both spoken about how the Aventador's, you know, they are a bit, you know, cumbersome and gearboxes are crap and, you know, but you cannot get away from the fact they are the poster car of this generation. Anyone who is anyone thinks that they want an Aventador until they've experienced one. Until you drive one. Until you drive one. And even some people drive them and still hang on to them. But, you know, and the SVJ is the ultimate version. And, and <laughs> when you're in it, is it really going to let you down? Probably. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it is an absolute. So we, we, when we was away, we, we had one with us. Okay. And it was brand spanking new. It had done 20 miles. It yeah. was a brand new car. Uh, it, it was a spider. Yeah. Or so what do they call it? Uh, SVJ Roadster. Roadster. Yeah. Roadster. So... Um, we get we goes and picks it up the lorry, gets it off the lorry. Lovely. Oh, it looks amazing. Start there you go. Yeah, it's oh, sound, gonna be great. Sound, that. This is great. So, so um, ultimate version okay. of the Aventador. Go on. Yeah, take your roof off. Uh, okay. Yeah, you take fifteen minutes. Get your roof off. Put it in the thing. Uh, what are you gonna do with your luggage? Oh, uh, can you take it? Uh, well, I've got no room because uh, all my luggage is in my car. So 
It, no, but do you buy an Aventador for for luggage? Well, he did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean we, he was he was in Italy. Right, yeah, he's got so, he's got his bag somewhere, so hasn't he? I mean, yeah, fair. You, you got well, you can't have a lorry go round with you as well. I mean, you you've got to have some luggage. There was, I mean, you can't put a pencil case in there if the roof's in there, right? So that's one thing. Okay. So, <laughs> so we gets going. They do four to the gallon. I mean, <laughs> that you have to stop every fifteen minutes to put fuel in the stupid thing. <laughs> It's not fast. It does make a nice noise and it looks yeah. really good on the road. Yeah. But it's not fast. It's annoying. It doesn't drive very well. It's got a stupid gearbox in it. And <laughs> we got lost. Okay. And it overheated. No. <laughs> and we got we got we got lost down this oh, no. gravel road. And to be fair, this road was horrendous. A gravel wood road? No. <laughs> no, no it okay. was terrible, this road. Disaster. It, was, it was a real Yeah. yeah. Not somewhere for an SVJ. Not somewhere for for, for a Land Rover. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was Amazing. This road so anyway, we, we decided to go down it. It was actually quite funny actually. We decided to go down this road. It was a one point five mile kilometer, this road. Okay. okay. I'm going off topic slightly, but I got to No 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 story. go for it, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Anyway, we're going to get to the end of the road. We're going to be on an amazing road, boys. So we're just going to get to the end of this road. So we get to the end of this road. There's a river. Oh, no. Go, like a, a ford that like you have a, to cross. Like a ford. There's a bridge. Oh, my God. So we all we all get to the bridge. <laughs> the bridge length is 1.9 metres. The width. The width. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, we had two Porsches with us. They just about yeah. got through. So the, the and then obviously me, there's a pistol in the SVJ. So <laughs> the the bloke in the SVJ's got his hand in his head. He said, I'm not gonna get through there. No. And I said, I don't think I'm gonna it's get four through. Four meters wide in the SVJ. <laughs> yes. oh so I've God. had a go. I've you, tried to go and I couldn't get through. So there was no point trying the SVJ. So we had to reverse. You in the Jumeirah, the Koenigsegg? I was in the Jumeirah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the prototype. Yeah. Yeah, the prototype, yeah. Yeah. they lent it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Just cool. one of the cars that I've got coming. <laughs> Don't love it about. Cool. And, and then, so we've had to go back up this road. The car beached itself. It got stuck oh. as well. Then, because we had to get it back off. Okay, this is an unmade road, but... I was going to say, it's, it's a... I mean, I don't think it's somewhere destined for the SVJ. No, 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 but there was other problems that I'm... Okay. I mean, I can't... Glossing over. I mean, yeah. I could spend a whole episode talking about Sure. <laughs> but, but the Ferraris were fine, by the way. They... Went up and back. They were as good as gold. And uh, it then overheated. And the, the guy that was driving it, I'm not going to mention his name because he's not interested. But he was like, the, the, there was like flames. It was like Paul Wallace's <gasps> car. There was like, oh. <laughs> there was like bellows of smoke no. coming out. The, mate, the clutch was overheating. The car just overheated. We had to wait for the car. I mean, it's a disaster. Okay, but that is a very unique situation where, I, you know, like, I don't think you can, I mean, you can blame the SVJ, but but like that's a freak scenario. All the other things you mentioned, I think people expect with an event store. I don't think it's overrated because I think people know what they're getting into, right? Now, like people know it's going to be kind of awful to drive. People know it's going to be impractical. People know it's going to be thirsty on fuel. They still want it. You pay four hundred odd thousand pounds. Not giving up for some inconvenience. He's not giving up. <laughs> Just to say, I've got a convertible Lamborghini, which isn't that fast. It's not very good on fuel. You can't put anything in it. It Doesn't drive very well. Would like me to carry on? <laughs> okay, I'll let you have it. I think I might disagree, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let you have it because, as a car in general, it's terrible. But I don't think the Aventador's over. Oh, tricky word. I'll let people go in on you. It's got the Nürburg, or it had the Nürburg, I don't know how, but it had the Nürburg record. People were jumping up and down like it was the best thing since. It's, oh, and, by, and another oh, real big goes, thing, yeah. the brakes overheat. I mean, oh, you, you, get, no. you lose your brakes. <laughs> Mate, it's, it's not a thing. <laughs> but uh, okay, I'm just gonna leave. I don't. I don't know where to start. I'm. I'm, I'm tired <laughs> of fight. I'm tired of fighting the SVJ's corner. I'll just let you have it. Um, okay. Anything else you want to get off your chest? I feel like you're just no, you're all no, steamed no. up there with that SVJ. No, I'll just wait for you to start again, and I'll go back in. <laughs> right. I'll move on to number two. Shall I go? Audi. Really? RS6. Oh, you idiot! 
<laughs> Are you no, serious? I'm sticking with it. Obviously, let's let's not count the new one because I haven't driven it. <coughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the new one. No, I'm talking about the old one. Because, and I'm in the generation just before, oh, what would it have been? Upset even more people. I know. Let's, thank let's God. Think, oh my God. I don't even know what C uh, it is. Is it C5? C8. C8, thank you. Um, oh, just bore off with your arm. It's the best daily in the world. Well, it was then. No, it wasn't. So what it was, was better the than it, ride was bumpy, crap on fuel. I don't like how it sounded. Everyone said it sounds so good. <laughs> I, mean, it de- <laughs> I mean, it did make that noise. It made that noise. <laughs> Infotainment system was weak. Even even the later generations, it was just annoying. Didn't like the interior design. And the problem was, if you had one, everyone, oh, yeah, oh, it's got an RS6. And uh, most people drove them at 20 miles an hour. But I cannot believe what I'm hearing. You know I've tra- never liked that car. Yeah, I, know, I know. There's quite a lot of cars that I know you've never liked and I can't get my head around it. And this is one of them. I mean... I just Emita- don't get it. I don't <laughs> get the height. Like, bore off. Like, and especially the money. That was the other thing. Okay, fine. Now they're sort of a bargain at 35, I suppose. But when they were like 60, 70, 80 grand, I was like, what are you doing with your life? Like, you Mate. could get two amazing cars for that money. No, I mean... There are better dailies. I cannot agree. I mean, that's... Back then, when that car came out in 2013, the infotainment system was fine then. It was seven years it's ago. It's huge. Yes, but they were all huge then. Look at the BMW and the Mercedes infotainment system in 2013. It was terrible. Okay, yeah, that was probably a silly thing to go in on, but I just, I personally didn't like it. And so the Land Rover I, 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 system I, I, in 2013. I'm allowed to be rude about it because I, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> but the car is so big. Oh, it's the ultimate They're daily. Big, Not if you want to park in London. Get an RS4. Get an RS3. That's the ultimate daily. It's the same length as a Range Rover. That's huge. Do you know how big a Range Rover is? Yes, I I know exactly how big a Range Rover is. Thank you. But this whole talk of it's the ultimate because it's an RS and it's a driver's car that I could put my dogs in. No, it's not a driver's car. Get an FF. (laughs) Okay, but you just picked up on something there. It's not a driver's car. It's not a driver. That's what I mean. Everyone harks like, oh, it's the best thing. It's so good to drive. No. It is good to drive, but it's not a driver's car. But it is good to drive. What, in a straight line? Yeah, it's a wafter, isn't it? It's like a fast wafter. But then there's no, because the ride was too hard always. Well, I didn't didn't think it was hard. Oh, I found it suspension. Oh, I found it bumpy. Oh. I mean, I just think you're just picking on something for the sake of it. It was a great car. <laughs> just to stir RSC. things up. Yeah. It's definitely a personal taste. And I think, do you know why, if I'm honest, okay, so like, Cut, cut the crap for a second because people really will be but right, like knocking at my door with a gonna absolutely <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be torches and, and what they call pitchforks we're coming to get you guys so yeah to, to be realistic and honest about it I think I had bad experiences either in cars that were driven by sort of old men that weren't enjoying them and, and then I was like well this is pointless why have you spent all this money on an RS6 you should just be in an A6 diesel or the slightly over modified Miltech exhaust 3,000 horsepower cars and then they really annoyed me. So I think my initial experiences when I, when I you know, got into RS6s, I was always a bit like, oh, just no. And then everyone would have them. RS6, RS6. No one was creative. No one ever went out of the, you know, got something else. Like, oh, what should I get? I've got a hundred grand. Debt. Oh, I've got an RS6. Like, come on, be a bit more, get they something different. They got an RS6. It was the best one. Maybe, but I think it also because it was just like the, the sucker's choice. Yeah, it looked the best as well. Mm. Anyway, just my two cents. I know it's a fan favourite. I know people are going to be so upset, but it's I just, the way I feel, I am more intrigued by the new one. I think the new one looks good. So you maybe it was just... when I got one in stock. Do you? Yeah. Oh, come and have a go. You can, yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, maybe just down to personal experience, but I'm going to say it. I just personally feel like the previous generation R6, overrated. I mean, and you have been consistent because you have always said that, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. when I've said mm-hmm. it. it well, I think we've done a daily series once and yeah. I said, just get an RSC. Oh, you said, in. absolutely yeah. not. Kill me now. Um, okay. Ball's back in your court, bro. Bring it. Porsche. No. <gasps> Taken. Oh, no. Get out. Leave. Mate. Why? No. I, I literally, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Disqualified. Okay. So have you turned me off? <laughs> I'm tempted to. I'm looking at the soundboard going, how no. do I mute you? No. <laughs> it's done plugging. No. 
So, mate, uh, so... Oh, I, I, if you start talking about range, I'm going to punch I, you. No, no, I'm talking about range. I drove it the other day at length right. to remind myself. 4S, turbo, turbo S? Turbo. Okay. Uh, turbo, yeah. So the only nice thing I can say about that car is that it, it the way it drives, it does drive like a Porsche. Agreed. Everything else, it, it's I I just cannot get my head around it, mate. Like I, I don't know. Maybe I just got petrol running through my brains, and I and and I. Just, so are you unhappy about the EV side of the Taycan? No, the car, mate. Like it's it's overhyped. Like it's I don't think it's as good. Like I said, I am the biggest Porsche fan. On I, I, honestly, I, I I don't really know many people that bang on about Porsche more than no, me. no, fair. But I just cannot get my head around that car. It's a hundred and fifty grand, right? Which is a lot, a ton. It's a, a huge amount of sure, money. Sure, sure. It, it it is built properly and it does drive okay. But Porsche's about emotion and 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 how it makes you feel. You didn't get any emotion out of that car. Absolutely, none. really none. Even you put the sound module on. Yeah, you it, launched it. Mate, it's annoying. You drove it fast. Yes, that that bonging noise that comes out of it. <laughs> yeah, and, and then and that bonging noise goes after a certain amount of speed. It's not it's not as loud. Do you know what? As well, like because you get a lot of tire noise. Yeah, like a Porsche's like about downshifting and upshift. I mean, you just hold a steering wheel. Yeah, it, it's fast. It's really fast. But like we had this with the Tesla a few years ago. Well, that gets a bit boring after a while. Yeah, but I, see, I think you're slightly going in on the EV factor. I think you're slightly attacking the fact it's an electric car. I well, think that's what it is. No, of course, but 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 you're not. So the the reason that I think the Taycan is hyped and the reason that I adore it is that I think of all the EVs. It's the first EV that I've got in that I could see myself wanting to own in the sense that, I'd, you're right, it still feels like a Porsche. It does still inherently feel like a Porsche. Okay, maybe it doesn't have all the emotion and character of a Porsche, but it does somehow still feel like a Porsche. I really like the interior. I like the simplicity of it. I think it's futuristic. It looks, okay, now you can start to see some 992 elements, but when it came out, it looked and felt different to other Porsches in the range. I like the size of it. I like the fact it's more compact than a Panamera. So I like that it's, you know, small and movable. Um, it's I not like that much smaller than the Panamera, though, you know. No, but it's a bit like it's enough. It's enough. I did, and and when you're in it, it feels a little bit smaller, I think, and better on the road. Uh, I like the way it looks. I like the specs and things you can do. I like the fact they have incorporated the noise. But I think one of the main reasons I'm excited is if this is Porsche's first attempt at an electric vehicle. The future is bright. The future is orange. So, um, like, do you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying, and I have absolutely no doubt that the the Porsche Taycan is the best available electric car on the market at the moment. Right. I, I, so, no, 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 no. So why is it overrated? But, but the car, the, it just if you think of the car... But I think what you're attacking is you don't like driving electric cars. I, no, I don't... Well, that's an electric car. You yeah, know, no. no <laughs> so, but you've just countered your argument. I I'm haven't. not letting you get, get away with no. this. Because you just said the Taycan is the best electric car on the market. Therefore, if you want, if you it's want not overrated. Car. It's not overhyped because it is the best electric car. I agree it does not compete with a petrol car, nor is it trying to. Okay. It is an electric vehicle and it is the best electric vehicle. Yes, Tesla fanboys. It's the best I can sum electric it up vehicle. Very easy. Go on. It's 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 the 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 it is the best electric car. Yeah. But it's n- not the best car. It's it's not No. It's not I, I don't even really see it as a car. Like it's, it's oh my God. mate, honestly, I, I just cannot get my head around it. Like, no, okay, so I think what you're trying to say, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, so stop me if I am, is that you don't get people who say, I'm going to swap my E63S for a Taycan. That's what you don't get? Yeah, like, that no, hype. I just don't get the whole, like, yeah, it's the best. Like, people are, like, okay, so you have one of them or you have a new 992 Turbo S. I'm going to have a 992 Turbo S all day long. But what if you wanted, first of you had the infrastructure in your house or your driveway, a daily, and you wanted an EV, you, you wanted to make that such, you wanted an electric vehicle, you wanted to do it, and you were looking at a Tesla, you were looking at an Audi e-tron, a Mercedes EQ, and a Porsche. 
all at the top specs because then they're not each one's not cheap. No, 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 but they're not I mean, 150 grand. But yeah, you'd all, obviously I'd always say Porsche because the, 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 it, it's my brand. But, but it's also a great. It is a great car. It is a great car. No, it's uh, no okay, fine. It's it's a good electric car. Yes. it's not a great car. It's a fine, but no, I, I would say it's a great electric car. Yeah, but it's not a great car. I, no, no, no. That's a, You've that's got an electric car problem. This is what it is. You're, no, it is. You're okay. attacking the fact it's an EV. So, okay, fine. Because I've got an electric car problem because Porsche is all about emotion and the way it makes you feel. And, and, and I've had plenty of them and I just didn't get that. When I drove it, I just thought, what is this? See, that's what's so weird because I would say it's, it's really the first EV that I've gotten and that has given me a sense of something. I, I felt connected to the Porsche of the history. I was excited about Porsche of the future. I enjoyed driving fast, even not like flat out fast, just on B road quick. I also enjoyed cruising around town in comfort, in elegance, in a Porsche. Like I still got a sense of like, oh, this feels premium. This feels good. Like I got something where in that Audi e-tron, that could there could have been any I could have been in any electric vehicle. It was good, but it could have been anything. But that's because because that that's because it is a Porsche. Like there will be that element element of that driving sensation that they they've built into it. But it, it, it's honestly, mate. I, I I it's not for me. Like fair enough. So hey, hey as we said at the beginning, each to their own. Yeah, uh, I, I, I I so strongly disagree, but each to their own. Yeah. Now, uh, we, <laughs> as it was predicted, we've been arguing so much uh, that we are slightly running out of time. So the third and final selection for each of us, we'll try and uh, do quickly, mainly because I'll be honest, I actually struggled to think of a third um, because we try to do this as more of some sports cars because I don't want to sit here and be like, the golf, because uh, that really would be a, a whole hour episode. Um, <laughs> the golf is the best. I know, that's what you I mean. I, I was joking, I was joking. Do not start. Um, so yeah, so so from my side, if I if we were widening it slightly, I would have said the G-Wagon. I'd say it's G63. But I, we're going to try and keep this sports car-ish. Okay. So I'm going to say, oh, this is good. Let's keep this brief. <laughs> BMW M2. <laughs> Mate, you... <laughs> I don't even want to have to justify myself. I just want to say that and leave. I just want to go... <laughs> Bye. You said nice things about that, Carl. Hey, I like it. I don't get me wrong. I like it. I think it's really good. I, I don't understand the hype because I think because of its price point, because of the BMW financing offers because of a lot people obsess over that is like that's all i want that is my first sports car and maybe it is it's attainable achievable and i don't think it's that good i think it's a good little bmw m car i like it are you talking about a comp or non-comp uh, probably comp probably comp because maybe okay. that's what's more on the road these days i just think there's, there's there seems to be everyone i speak to who maybe is in uh uh i don't know what uh, help me out here a golf gti or a, or a S3 or an Abarth or whatever, and they're thinking of making that step up. They all want M2s. Everyone wants M2s. Cheap rear drive, rear drive. Like yeah, like yeah. BMW. But actually, I don't think it's that. I think it's good, but I think it's that good at that price point as well. Fifty grand, like Alpine A110, Jaguar F-Type, Cayman. Like, there's so much M4. in that. M4, fine. Like Audi, no, not so much. Anyway, but you know, there's a lot in there. C63, C63, A45. Like all these. Oh, there's such a range. Everyone defaults Alpha to M2. Oh my God, Alpha, Julia. There you go. Thank you. So, so I'm going to draw a line on there because I don't want to <laughs> spend three hours trying to defend myself. But that's it. I get it. I like it. But I think it's a bit like with the RS6. People just default to the M2 without proper reason. No, I, I again, I disagree with you. I think it's a great little car. It's a cracking car. Fair enough. Uh, on to yours. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually think you're going to agree with me. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. The Nissan GTR. <gasps> I mean, we have lost a lot of people with this <laughs> show. People already hate Mate, us. that is a awful Oh, car. my, you've just dug a hole. That's even a bigger... The, I thought you were going to say it's overrated, but to say it's an awful car? Are you serious? Have you said... Have you sat, oh, well, you have sat in one. I have. Uh, I You've have. driven one? I've driven one, uh, and I've been in a passenger in one, and I, I, I've never experienced a Nismo one. Anyway, I, um, I definitely would say... I would definitely say it's different to what I was expecting. But <sighs> I did step away and say 
that at 30 odd grand, is that what used ones are? 35? Uh, yeah. So you got to fix them. What, what a car though for like, for the, for the tuner. Like, I think it represents a great proposition. Like, Supercar quick. It is supercar quick. Not anymore. I think it, it is was super when it came out. It's not. It, well, it's not that with a little bit of a tune. It feels quick. I'm sorry I, I, to go into that M2 argument for a second. It, even if you're stepping from an M2 into GTR, but if you are going from like Golf GTI or whatever, you're looking to step up at 35, 40 grand. That GTR is going to feel unbelievably fast. And then literally, you pay a hundred quid and you can make it even faster. I think <sighs> no, it's a, like. Thank you. I get why people buy into it because it's so tunable and so accessible and relatively cheap and s- not cheap when it goes wrong. Okay, I, I mean, don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is an absolute get your checkbook out moment. If you buy a thirty-five grand one, one of them that's been tuned, the best of luck to you. Also, you remember when a few years ago Burberry started to fall into the wrong hands? You know, and Burberry <laughs> had a bit of a PR crisis. Yeah. Because the wrong kind of people were wearing Burberry. Yeah. Bit like Lamborghini. Okay. <laughs> well, I think I think the GTR suffers from that every now and again. Yeah. I think it's sometimes... It is just, honestly, like people bang on about how fast they are. and it may it is quick. No. It is mate, quick. The standard GTR, they are not fast anymore. I disagree. That's really? quick, yeah. Okay. It's a quick car. So it's the same money as a... It's basically the same money of the, as a new M5 comp. No, no, I never... <laughs> I mean, go away. <laughs> it is not. A, I mean, it's like 10 years old inside. A, I think the hype comp- is for the used cars. <sighs> I think you're mad if you go and buy one new. I do think you're mad if you go and buy I one mean, new. I mean, you drive down a road and flames come out the back. I mean, you pull up to a bird and the car's on fire. I mean, that's. I mean, how do you explain that? <laughs> I mean, the dad's going to kick shit out of you. Oh, my God. Right. Well, we're going to leave it there because I think it's, it's, it's too controversial. We have literally just ruined. Three or maybe four, no, four probably with you. DBS, I think I'll get away with. Anyway, we've ruined a lot of people's favourites cars. So... Do you think? Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's going to be controversial, but, but but we want to know your guys' thoughts. Firstly, feel free to correct us if you think we're wrong, but also let us know below, as Tony said, what don't do you think? Don't be rude. No, don't be rude. No. Uh, and don't be rude to each other. We no. never like fighting in the comment section. That's just, that's so 2010. Because we do check. We Oh, we check everything, don't we? Yeah. We keep an eye on all the comments. Sorry if we don't get back to many of you, but we, we try and at least take it all in. Um, so yes, I hope you've enjoyed today's uh, today's episode. Um, if you want to support the podcast, get involved with the podcast. By the way, sorry, just a quick shout out for the patrons. I did send some message to those of you that can be on the podcast, trying to find someone to join us for today's episode to weigh in on this debate. Uh, and no one got back to me. So if you are of that tier, the top tier, make sure that you're checking your emails and your Patreon messages. Uh, we'll try again next week to get a Hey, pa- you want to go in on someone? No. <laughs> no, we want to have a nice chat. So yeah, so keep an eye out. Next week, we'll try and get somebody to come on uh, and join us. Maybe in the new studio. I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, so yes, uh, make sure to stay subscribed if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure to keep following if you're listening on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Uh, and we'll catch up with you very soon, won't we? Adios. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 